all you beautiful people welcome to episode 11 of the dirty water fantasy podcast it is wednesday september 8th 2021 miles Ullman here with you no chandler today it's actually just me um and this is a pretty it's a surprise podcast essentially (laughs) pretty much unplanned the um there are two reasons that i'm recording this podcast The first is that I am about a minute and a half away from starting the final draft of the offseason for me. So this is the final real draft that I'll be doing. Um, It is a work league, um, and I'll get to that in a second, but I kind of figured I would live narrate it. I have a little bit of extra time today, so um, really no reason not to. The other reason is Chandler and I have some announcements that we wanted to make, and essentially tell you guys what you can expect from this podcast as we get into the regular season. So as I wait for my pick to come up, I'm drafting from the sixth spot. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to share that info. uh, I'm going to share that info with you guys. So essentially we are planning to do Tuesday morning uploads for the podcast. So every single Tuesday you can look for a new episode of the Dirty Water Fantasy Podcast what those episodes are going to look like. We are going to recap the previous weekend's games. Um, We are going to provide updates on our leagues. So my team, Chandler's team, um, I should say teams, potentially trades and and interesting transactions, interesting pickups that happen throughout the season, um, even if they are made by other people within those, those leagues. We're going to share with you some waiver wire targets, suggestions for trade targets, streaming options on a week-to-week basis, and then a little bit of previewing the coming weekend's games so that we can help make those hard start-sit decisions that you'll be faced with. Um, In addition to that, I, Miles, may get on and do some solo podcasts um, from time to time, and those would be uploaded very irregularly. So essentially, if we have additional content, or ideally, if we have listener-submitted questions, what I'm envisioning is doing a solo podcast maybe on Saturday or something along those lines, where I can answer your questions um, and and, and ultimately help you because we want to make sure that there's enough content that is helpful to you, but without overdoing it. We don't want to just put out content for the sake of putting out content. We want to put out content that is going to help you win your league, which is the ultimate goal of this podcast, and it always has been. Um, I am about to be up. I am one pick away, so I'm going to pause there and focus on this draft. Um, I think that more or less the first three picks, or the first four picks were as expected. It was CMC, Dalvin, Kamara, and then Derek Henry off the board. Um, so I'm going to wait and see what this team ahead of me does. This is a 10-team half PPR league. Um, it is 1QB, 2RB, 2 wide receiver, 2 flex, and no kicker, but there is a defense. Zeke Elliott just went, so I'm going to get my guy here, which is Aaron Jones. Um, to be perfectly candid about this draft, it is the probably the the league that I'm going to care the least about just because it was the last one. It was not really on my radar as something that I was going to join. I got asked, so I joined it. Um, But really my strategy going in here is I'm just planning on getting all of the guys that I want. Um, What I mean, and I I always do that obviously, but I think I'm going to be reaching and and doing a little bit more weird stuff in this draft just because there are guys like TJ Hawkinson or Robert Woods, guys who I am always in love with, or or at least this offseason have consistently been in love with and don't have any shares of. And I'm going to use this draft to get shares of those guys. So there may be times where I reach a little bit, go sort of against my rankings just for the sake of diversifying my portfolio, but more importantly, really just making sure I have some stock in my favorite players for 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 this 2021 fantasy season. So probably my main targets here 
I'm thinking um, I'm going to be targeting definitely TJ Hawkinson roughly in the fifth. Really the only chance I, the only reason I wouldn't draft him is if I do take Kelsey in the second here, which right now is a possibility. And, and, you know, I'd feel pretty good about that in a um, half PPR 10 team league. Um, so I'm going to be targeting TJ Hawkinson. I definitely would like to have at least one of Robert Woods or Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb. I've been praising those Dallas wide receivers and don't have them. Kelsey did just go off the board, so my plan will be probably to take Hawkinson in the fifth, hopefully. hopefully. Um, so yeah, Woods, one of the Cowboys receivers I'm going to be looking at. Um, I will be looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick late because I, I surprisingly don't have any shares of him. I, I do have Hawkinson and CD actually in our apartment league, best ball league, but it doesn't really feel like I have shares of them because if you don't know best ball, you, you don't manage in season. You just do the draft essentially. And also it's our apartment league. So it's, it's just six people in the league. It's really not a big deal. Um, so I, I'd like to have a share at least at least a share of Hawkinson in uh in one of those leagues so Hawkinson the Dallas wide receivers Robert Woods um Ryan Fitzpatrick I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I'm really targeting that that's probably about it um in terms of my my hard my hard targets obviously you know maybe I'll make a couple of game time decisions based on who I have in other leagues, you know, I'm going to kind of let the ball, f- the, the the draft fall to me as always. So after I took Aaron Jones at the sixth overall draft spot, Saquon went seventh overall, then Nick Chubb went, Devontae Adams went, first wide receiver off the board, Jonathan Taylor went as the 10th overall pick, then that same team took Travis Kelsey on the way back. Um, then Najee went off the board, Tyreek, Austin Eckler, and I am back on the clock. So I'm looking at Diggs is here, Antonio Gibson, who I really like, Ridley is here, DK, Hopkins, Hopkins, Mixon, Jefferson, AJ Brown. So the the receivers are sick here. Um, I feel pretty comfortable just grabbing Antonio Gibson here. I don't have any shares of him. I was huge on him last year. Um, so I'm going to go RBRB here, lock up two running backs that I really, really love this year, Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson, and see which receivers fall to me in the third. Potentially, I'll take another running back if someone like Clyde were to fall to me. I'm not really expecting that to happen, though. After I took Antonio Gibson, Stefan Diggs went off the board, um, and... I'm gonna I'm gonna pause there in my talking about the draft, um, just to go back to what I was saying about our in-season plan. I I often say this at the end of our podcasts, but in case you don't listen to the full podcast, which if that's true, you should <laughs> change your ways because the the whole thing is the whole thing is gold. I promise. But if if you do actually you know, tend to only listen to the, the start of the podcast or first half or, or cut it off five minutes before we're done. Usually I'll end the podcast by saying, if you have questions and if there are ways that we, Chandler and I can help you win your league, tell us, let us know. Send us, if you have my number, which many of you on this, you know, many of you listeners do have my number, text me. If you um, don't, fo- you know, follow us on Twitter and send us a uh, either a message, uh, either a DM or tweet at us. You can do this on Facebook as well. You can DM us on Instagram. There's also a feature on our website, anchor.fm slash dirtywaterfantasy, um, where you can leave a voice message. So any of these are are real ways that you can interact with, with the show, ways that you can interact with Chandler and myself. And there are also ways that you can learn more and and, and figure out good strategy and you know we're here to help you that is like I said that has been our goal from day one is you know nothing would make me happier than someone at the end of the season saying Miles I have always played fantasy football but I've never won my league I listened to the podcast this year and I won my league nothing would make me happier than that and I want to do everything in my power to make that happen so with that said, um, if we do get those types of questions, I am here to help and I will do solo podcasts um, answering 
those questions. Maybe we'll cover them when Chandler and I do the, the, the duo podcasts. That is is sort of yet to be seen. But if the point being, if we need additional content, we will come out with another episode um, during, at some point during the week. We'll figure that out. In case you haven't noticed, you know, we are, this is a learning process for us. This is the first time that we're doing this. We are taking it super seriously, but, um, you know, it's something that we are experimenting with. So if you have feedback for the show, please let us know. I'm super serious when I say leave us a review. And if, even if it's a negative review, that's okay. We want to hear that negative feedback. We want to hear the constructive feedback because we want to know how we can improve. With that said, I am up next again. I'm kind of shifting back and forth between these two focuses in my mind. Um, let me backtrack a little bit. So after I took Gibson, it was Diggs, Ridley, DK, DeAndre Hopkins. Can't believe he went after all those guys. That's crazy. Mixon, Jefferson, Darren Waller. Damn, I didn't even see Mixon was available. That's my bad because I'm <laughs> focusing on two things at once, but I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with the Gibson pick. Um, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, AJ Brown, Clyde, and I'm waiting on this pick, which is Allen Robinson. And so it is my turn to draft. The running backs available here look like Carson, Montgomery, James Robinson, Swift, Jacobs, Gus Edwards. I'm fine waiting on running backs here. Um, receivers here are Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. I, I, I'm super excited. I, I mentioned it when I got on this podcast. I'm looking at the Cowboys receivers. I am going to take CeeDee here. It's just so fun to have him on on the on the roster. So I'm going to draft CeeDee Lamb here, um, and we'll see who gets back to me. Again, if I were strictly following my rankings, I would have taken Keenan Allen there. Um, I don't even think I have Keenan Allen in any other leagues either, but see, like, I just am more excited about CeeDee. That's just how it is. And, and like I said at the beginning, I am trying to take my guys here. So we're going to see what happens after I took CeeDee, Terry McLaurin, and Chris Carson. Um, were drafted, and yeah, at this point, you know that this is really that's really all I had to say about our in-season podcast. Once again, just to drive the point home, if you have feedback for us, if there's something that you want to see from this podcast or hear from this podcast that you have not yet, please, please, please let me know. Let Chandler know. Let the show know, however possible. I didn't. I realized I didn't do the social handles. Twitter at Dirty Water FF or or I'm at Miles Oman FF, Instagram, Dirty Water, at Dirty Water Fantasy, Facebook, Dirty Water Fantasy, and once again, our website is anchor.fm slash Dirty Water Fantasy. So interact with us however possible. That is all I have to say about our in-season plan, and we'll of course keep you updated if anything changes, but look out for new shows every week, Tuesday morning. Um, I am going to stay on and continue to live narrate my draft, but it, feel free, if, if this is not helpful, feel free to turn off the podcast here, um, or not, because we're going to go for a, a wild ride for the rest of this podcast. Um, after CD when I think I said Terry and Chris Carson did go. Keenan Allen then went off the board. Still so many, so many good players left on the board here. I mean, um... I'm honestly kind of surprised that Mahomes hasn't been drafted yet. We have David Montgomery, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Josh Allen, James Robinson, George Kittle, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper Cup, some might say, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, who I may have to grab just because I love Woods. Um, so, so many, so many players left on the board here who I'd be super excited to have. And we're going to see who comes back to me. I think... If the thing about targeting um, Woods here is that it's kind of impossible. If if somehow David Montgomery does fall back to me in the fourth, I'm not sure I can pass up that value. That's That'd be pretty crazy to pass up, especially if I'm targeting... Although the wide receivers are crazy deep too. So it's like if I do take... David Montgomery, who is still available, then, you know, I'd be able to get plenty of value at receiver later in the draft. 
I do kind of like the CD and Robert Woods pair though, because CD, maybe not boom bust, but he's a little riskier just because I'm not, there's no guarantee that he's a locked and loaded wide receiver one. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's two picks until my turn. Um, after Keenan Allen went, James Robinson was drafted, then Mike Evans, then Kyle Pitts. Amari Cooper, it's about time, and uh, David Montgomery is still there. Let's see what happens with this pick. I mean, I might still be able to get value. All right, George Kittle was taken, so... I mean... I could also reach for Andrews or Hawkinson here, but that's just a bad pick. I mean, receiver-wise, there's Godwin, Cup, Lockett, Woods, DJ Moore, Ayuk, Thielen, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins. Oh, man, tough decision. I think I need to take... Yeah, I think I'm doing myself a disservice here if I don't take David Montgomery. So I'll have two shares of David Montgomery this season. That's fine. So my team right now is CeeDee Lamb, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, and David Montgomery. I'm probably going to hold off on drafting any more running backs for now just because, I mean, that's such a good start that I'm I'm so fine with with pretty much not maybe not zero RB for the rest of the draft, but you know I'm obviously going to let the draft fall to me. But I mean, I'm just hoping that I can grab uh, Hawkinson on the way back here in the fifth, and then on the way back in the sixth, you know, someone along the lines of T Higgins will still be available, and you know, CD and Higgins is not the strongest receiver duo, but it's not the weakest either, so. Let's see what happens. After I took David Montgomery, Patrick Mahomes did get taken, and someone someone called him out for it. They said, ew. So, you know, honestly, at this point in the draft, I mean, 406, I guess, it's really not bad value to take Mahomes there. I probably still would not be doing it, but it's it's it could be worse. He is my QB1 and he's super safe. In the fourth round, you know, that's not the worst value. Um, Chris Godwin off the board, Cooper Cup off the board, so the receivers are starting to thin just a little bit, but, uh, you know, once again, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Julio Jones, Brandon Ayuk, Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Robbie Anderson. Those are all guys that I would would be happy to have as my wide receiver too, so um, maybe not thrilled to have as my wide receiver too all of those but fine with it especially for the value that i'm getting so let's see what happens um interesting rankings some of these yahoo this is on yahoo by the way i don't think i said that and i haven't um i haven't drafted on yahoo's platform in a really long time um actually that's a lie i did have one draft on yahoo last year that i think was also half ppr but typically yahoo you know i never do my mock drafts on yahoo and that's that's really my fault. I should probably diversify my mock drafting a little bit more. Typically, I use ESPN or Sleeper or Draft Wizard from Fantasy Pros occasionally. But it um, you know, it would probably help to just have a, a stronger sense of all of the rankings. I do use Fantasy Football Calculator from time to time as well, though I don't love that platform either. Um, after oh shoot, I didn't even see that. After Cup, Robert Woods did get drafted, so. I will not be having any shares of Robert Woods on my teams this year, which is very upsetting to me, but that's okay. Josh Allen was then drafted, and Tyler Lockett. I'm up in four picks. Um, something that I don't think I've talked about on this draft or on this podcast is I like to when maybe there are five or six picks until my turn. I like to queue up one more than one more player than how many picks are left before my turn. So what I mean is there are three picks until my turn right now. I like to have four players in mind that I'm willing to draft. That helps prevent tilting. Sometimes it's not always easy to get four players that you're willing to draft in a given spot. But um, for me here, I now have two picks until my turn. I um, I mean, Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson are both still available. Um, and I will probably take whichever one falls to me, if for whatever reason both, uh, and, and 
if one of them falls, like if they both fall to me, I'm taking Hawkinson. But if, um, yeah, because the receivers are still deep enough where there's DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, you know, all still available. So I'm totally fine waiting here. And I will see um, who falls back to me. The running backs are still, like, so deep here. We have Josh Jacobs, Gus Edwards, Miles Sanders in the fifth. I mean, I'm not a Miles Sanders believer. You guys know this. But in the fifth round, it's not bad value. Damian Harris is ranked too high, in my opinion. Then Daryl Henderson, Mike Davis, Trey Sermon, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds. I mean, this is this could be, like, the seventh round that we're talking about, so... Um, I'm definitely good on good waiting on running backs here, and I'm going to take... Um, so Adam Thielen just went, so I am definitely going to get Hawkinson or Andrews. Damian Harris went way too early, so I am going to lock in my boy TJ Hawkinson. Let's freaking go, baby. I'm pumped. So my team, the way it's looking right now, I have Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, CeeDee Lamb, David Montgomery, and TJ Hawkinson. So I'm very excited about that start. I have only one of these guys on my actively managed rosters, um, that being David Montgomery. So really excited about this, you know, just diversifying my portfolio, having some of these players who I don't have in any other league and that I'm excited to own. Um, I am really, really excited about the Hawkinson pick. And I'm going to see which wide receiver falls back to me, assuming I go wide receiver here. There is, you know, there are four receivers that I'm really excited about still. DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, and Chase Claypool. Anyone else after that, like, I really am high on Jerry Judy. It's just I already got him in the other league that Chandler and I explained to you, the the keeper league. So, I would be just slightly less excited to have him here, but I would do it. Running back wise, it's still so deep. Miles Sanders, Daryl Anderson, Mike Davis, Trey Sermon, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds. Crazy. So I am going to definitely continue to wait on running backs. Also, in a two flex league, which this is, the the value of running backs slightly decreases. Reason being is you're more likely to flex a wide receiver than a running back just by nature of the position. The really good running backs usually score more than the really good wide receivers, but those are very few and far between. You know, we're in the sixth round. I don't think anyone's drafting those types of running backs anymore. So most likely, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, you're going to be starting two wide receivers at the flex unless you're really, really deep at running back. And so I'd, I'd like to, to shore up wide receiver a little bit more. Um, and that's, you know, that's another thing that I guess we haven't really spoken about on the podcast yet. So some of the players who went off the board after TJ Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, Gus Edwards, Josh Jacobs, and Kyler uh, at the end of the fifth, which is not bad value. And Deontay Johnson just got taken. So there are three receivers left that I really, really want. DJ Moore, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool. Um, The running backs, like I said, are still consistently deep. Quarterbacks, I mean, Lamar, Dak, Russ, Herbert, Brady, Rogers. So not worried about any of that. I am definitely targeting receiver here, and I'm just going to hope that there are three picks until my turn, so I'm going to hope that this next pick is not one of more Higgins or Claypool, and then I'm just going to get whichever one falls to me. That's also probably the order that I would take them in, more Higgins, Claypool. Um, DJ, DJ Moore, for those who don't know, is someone I was super high on last year and drafted, I think, in the... I think I drafted him in the, th- yeah, I drafted him in the early third because um, that's how high I was on him and he kind of busted for me. He, DJ Moore did just get taken, so it's Higgins or Claypool. That pick was Mark Andrews, which in the six, 603 is such great value. I mean, props to props to that person who just drafted Mark Andrews. That's a really, really, really good pick. So if Higgins, I'm going to, my, my turn is next. So whoever falls to me between Higgins and Claypool in that order is who I will be taking here. 
Come on. Come on. Come on. And Miles Sanders is off the board, so I'm going to grab T. Higgins. Oh, shoot. I just accidentally ranked by alphabetically, and that's not good. Okay, here's T. Higgins, and we're drafting T. Higgins. Awesome. So I have two uh, year two wide receivers uh, holding it down. I have CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins. Running backs are Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, and David Montgomery, and then TJ Hawkinson at my tight end. I feel so good about that, and I'm so excited about these players. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, this, this kind of demonstrates, you know, I said I don't care about this league. Obviously, I'm going to try to win. I try to win all of my leagues, and that's just, you know, that's just kind of my competitive nature, and you should too. If you're in multiple leagues, you should not just not care about one. When I say I don't care, I just mean I care less, and if I had to one night make a decision between focusing on trading in one league versus the other, this is going to be at the bottom of the priority list. But um, this demonstrates, you know, I'm willing to do some weird things in this draft because I understand that you do not win the league at the draft. You win the league through league management. No one has ever in their life drafted a team, not touched it, and won the league unless someone, unless everyone else in the league was doing the same thing. That's the only scenario where that would work. There will be so many injuries throughout the season. There will be players on the waiver wire who are good. And we as a fantasy community didn't know that they would be good. We didn't expect them to be good. That's just this is just how fantasy football works. So don't if you drafted already, which most of you have by the time this comes out, all of you have if by the time this comes out. If you've drafted already and you're not happy with your team, it's all good. You'll be fine. Don't ever give up. Don't ever stop working to win your league. There are ways to overcome a bad draft. You know, there have been everyone, everyone who has ever played fantasy football has had bus picks. the The key is to not let it get to you and not let it defeat you. Um, and not to get too philosophical on you guys, but that's also how life works. You heard? So after I took D. Higgins, um, Darnell Anderson, Daryl Henderson Jr. went. Then Kareem Hunt was drafted. And then Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Un- unlimited. <laughs> unlimited. Then Lamar Jackson went, so I guess there's going to be a run on QBs now, and you know how we do. When there's a run on QBs, we do not take QBs. So we're going to see what happens and who else falls back to us. Also, the QBs left are, you know, Dak, Herbert, Brady, Rodgers, Hurts, Tannehill, Stafford. I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and also I'm hoping to get Ryan Fitzpatrick later in the draft. Um, receivers left. We got Claypool, Judy, Robbie, um... The next tier, I, I'm probably going to avoid. I'm not going to be taking Odell or Boyd or Chase or Sutton right now. Juju. Um, Antonio Brown is is sort of that next tier where I would be willing to, to, to take him once we get down the list to that point. And I actually think Corey Davis might be someone that I'm going to target just, uh, just as a Jets fan and hoping... You know, as hoping that the wide receiver one on the Jets this year is really productive for fantasy. There's a chance that he's a top 24 receiver, and I passed up on him in the other draft, and I, part of me definitely regrets it. So we'll see um, if I am able to snatch him up in this one. And after, what was the last one? Lamar Jackson was the last pick I said. So then Mike Davis was drafted. Trey Sermon was drafted. Miles Gaskin was drafted. Jerry Judy was taken. Running backs left. We have Javante Williams and Chase Edmonds are really the tier of running back that I would be targeting. Two picks until my turn. Um, and there are essentially two running backs I want, Javante and Chase, and two receivers I want. Um, Chase Claypool and Robbie Anderson. Chase Claypool literally just got taken. So it's going to come down to... My turn is next. It's going to come down to Robbie or one of those two running backs. I'm hoping for Robbie, honestly. 
um, because I really like him. And I mean, I have him in Dynasty, in one of my Dynasty leagues. In my other Dynasty league, I have Javante, so I wouldn't be heartbroken if either of them got taken. But I think I'm leaning Robbie here just because of I have three locked and loaded running backs, and I'd like to shore up receiver just a little bit more as at, at my second flex spot. Logan Thomas was taken way too early, in my opinion. So I am going to lock in that Robbie Anderson pick. Um, I think in the seventh round, that's good value. So this is how my team is looking right now. I have CeeDee Lamb and T. Higgins as my starting receivers. I have Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson as my starting running backs. I have TJ Hawkinson at tight end. And my two flexes right now are David Montgomery and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. So I'm going to. I mean, hopefully, um, what I'm hoping is is that one of Javante or Chase Edmonds falls back to me. If they do, I'm, I, I probably can't pass up on that pick. The, the, even though I I want to continue adding depth at receiver, I think that at this point Javante and and Javante or Chase would would. would just help my team more and give me more of an advantage. And this is what I mean. You got to stay flexible and adaptable in your draft. You know, if I, if I already have strong running backs and I, and everyone in my league has strong receivers, my next pick, I don't want to just get a mediocre receiver to try to compete with everyone who has really good receivers. I'm actually going to get another really strong running back because that's my competitive advantage in that situation is that I have way stronger running backs than everyone in the league. So not saying that that's necessarily what I'm going to do here, but it's something that I'm certainly willing to do and something that I'm going to be looking to do if possible. Um, Javante and Chase are still available here, so it's going to be tough to pass them up if they fall back to me. After I took Robbie, Odell was taken, Dak Prescott was taken, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mustart was taken. So, um, yeah, and this this tier of receiver is really not appealing to me. Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster, I just, those are not players that I'm excited about having in any way, shape, or form, really. Um, Sutton, I mean... I shouldn't really say that. Boyd, definitely, that's the case. And Juju, that's definitely the case. But Jamar Chase, I'm really excited about in Dynasty. And Sutton is on my Dynasty team, and I recognize his upside. But for the value right now, there are players I'd rather have. And the receivers are so deep that I'm positive that I can find better value later in the draft, and also, you know, I, I just trust myself to be able to do that, so, um, with four picks until my turn, Javante and Chase Edmonds are still both available in the eighth round, that'd be crazy value, and I'm, I'd pull the trigger for sure, um, Melvin Gordon was just taken after Raheem Moster, so we will see what happens next, see what happens next. QBs are still, you know, plentiful. <laughs> um, wonder when people. I'm, we should. I should make bets with myself on when defenses are going to start to go. I'd say probably uh, round nine will probably be the first one. We'll see. Especially if someone's on auto draft. Ah oh, man, Chase Edmonds just went. So, I mean, the good news there is that that make is that that makes my decision a lot easier if. <laughs> Javante does fall back to me. I don't have to decide between Javante and Chase, but you know, um, I'm a little worried now that Javante will not fall back to me and I will be forced into a pick that I'm not super excited about. In which case I might reach a little bit, but we'll see. Um, and honestly, Javante would fit my team perfectly with three strong running backs. I could just keep Javante on the bench until he's a stud, which I don't think will take long, by the way, but, you know, on the off chance that it's not until the second half of the season, that's definitely something I'm willing to do. After Chase Edmonds got taken, um, Justin Herbert got drafted, then Jamar Chase, then Aaron Rodgers, and I'm on the clock, Javante fell to me, and I'm pulling the trigger. So, 
geez, I'm pretty satisfied with this team. I got CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Robbie Anderson, I have Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, and my boy TJ Hawkinson at tight end. So, you know, through eight picks, I'm pretty ecstatic. Um, uh, Maybe, you know, my receivers are definitely not the strongest. I'm sure if I were to look at other teams in the league right now, they're receivers would be stronger than mine at CD and T, but you know, CD and T is not bad at all. And there's also a difference, you know, and I, I struggle with this as well, but the different, the, the perception that you have right after the draft is often a lot different. It, it is always a lot different than the perception you have of your team after week one. Y- you, um, you know, I think a really good example of this is when you draft Travis Kelsey um, in the late first or early second. It, you know, when that happens, you you definitely lack some depth on your roster at receiver and running back because you invested such high draft capital in a onesie position in a tight end. After week one, you're going to be thrilled <laughs> that you took Travis Kelsey because you realize, oh, I have a way better tight end than everyone else in my draft or in my league. So keep that in mind. And and that's how I'm going to feel as well. There will be busts at the wide receiver position in the first four rounds. And if it's not CD and T Higgins, then I'm chilling is basically the takeaway there. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I definitely, now that I have those four running backs, though, definitely, definitely, definitely want to focus on receiver moving forward, um, especially because the, there are only five bench spots, um, and I already have four running backs. So I'm definitely going to, so let me just do some math here. One, two, three, four, five, six, plus five is 11. So there are 11 flex positions, essentially. Um, non-onesie positions, running backs and receivers is what I'm trying to say. So I'll probably finish the draft with about six receivers and about five running backs will be my plan. Um, But I'm not going to necessarily... I'm not going to pick poorly just to meet those thresholds is, is, is the point there. Three picks until my turn. Um, after I took Javante, Tyler Boyd went, then Brady... Then Marquez Callaway, which is a little early. Then Cortland Sutton. Then Tyler Higby. Love that pick. Then the LA Rams D. Ninth round. What'd I say? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, AJ Dillon, and Robert Tunyon, which is decent value at the tight end. Um, wow, but Scott, there are guys like Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, and Mike Kosicki left. I would not be taking Tunyon over those guys personally, but I, I guess I get it. Um, I am back up on the clock. Um, I am going to look at receiver here. Debo has some upside. Kenny G has some upside. And Corey Davis are the names looking back at me. Um, and there's also LaVisca, who I who I do really want. Whew, this is tough. Um, I think that, mm, man, I really want, uh, I really want all of these guys. I'm worried about, all of them though as well um damn i was not paying attention and you can this is the live tilt going on right now i'm definitely gonna wait on quarterback and take ryan Tannehill late um debo kenny g or Corey davis debo kenny g or Corey davis um oh jeez. <laughs> um debo kenny g or Corey davis i'm gonna I'm going to jet up and take Corey Davis. Jet up, baby. And Chandler will be proud of me for that pick. And honestly, honestly, I'm fine with that because I think CD and T are maybe a little bit more of upside plays. Robbie and Corey Davis, a little bit more of floor guys. You know, they're safe. So I am going to chill there, um, and I, I feel pretty good about that. And the guy I'm going to target in this next round when it comes back to me is LaVisca Chenault. I really, really, really hope he falls back to me. Um, I mean, if Debo or Kenny G fall back to me, that works too. But I don't think I'm interested in Brandon Cooks, Devontae Smith, Michael Gallup, DJ (laughs) DJ Jark is definitely not on my board here. So I'm going to target LaVisca. Um, There's also Michael Pittman, but 
Pittman, honestly, I might even be able to get in round 11. This next pick would be round 10. So hoping that that works out for me, um, and we'll see what happens. After I took Corey Davis, Sony Michelle off the board, and Ronald Jones off the board. I'm just going to take a look at running backs here just to see who's left. Guys like James Conner, Zach Moss, Jamal Williams, Kenyon Drake, Leonard Fournette, Devin Singletary. You know, pretty uninspiring names, to be honest with you. I, What I'm probably going to plan to do is wait and hope that Naeem Hines falls back to me at a value in maybe the, the 12th round or something along those lines. That would be huge. If not, you know... Uh, I'll 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 adjust. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll take um, maybe I'll take Damian Williams just to sort of handcuff David Montgomery, and that way I can stick to just five running backs, and you know, kind of hope that that works out for me. Just because AJ Dillon has um, gone has has already been drafted, so we don't have Aaron Jones's backup available to handcuff him. Antonio Gibson, I don't feel he has a strong handcuff. J.D. McKissick and Patterson are, are kind of both there, so I don't really want either of them on my team for the purposes of this, uh, of what I'm trying to do here. So I will probably target Damian Williams if Naeem Hines does not fall back to me. Maybe Michael Carter as well if he falls, but we will, you know, wait and see and uh, adjust accordingly. After Ronald Jones... Washington D, so the second defense was taken, Brandon Cooks, and Debo Samuel. And this is what happens, everyone. You know, people will draft defenses early. People will draft quarterbacks early. People will draft tight ends early. You have such an advantage by not doing that because you listen to this podcast. You know not to do that. And, uh, you know, if that has historically been you, if that has historically, you have historically taken every, you know, filled out your starting roster your starting lineup before filling out your bench. Try out not doing that. I hope you, you know, you've probably drafted already, so I hope you did try out not doing that this year, and I'm telling you it's going to pay dividends, um, largely, this coming year. Cooks and Debo, and we're going to wait to see who else comes back. Um... Just got an update from Sleeper that Marlon Mack is listed as the number three on the Colts running back depth chart. I assume that's behind Naeem Hines, which does not surprise me because I've told you time and time again that I love Naeem Hines. Devontae Smith was taken. You know, Devontae Smith is an exciting player. It's just I don't I don't trust him to be good right away, especially with Jalen Hurts not being the the best thrower of the ball. I really like Jalen Hurts as a fantasy QB, just not necessarily as a pure thrower. Kenny Galladay was taken, which makes my decision a little bit easier. I'm hoping LaVisca falls back to me, and if he does, I'm definitely taking him. My, my turn is next. I'm just waiting on one person. Let's see what they do. Tick, 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 tick. Talk, 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 talk. TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I actually saw it for the first time the other day. Someone had it on their phone, and I said, what's what's that? And they said, TikTok, are you 40? And I said, no, I'm just that cool. And shoot, LaVisca was taken. Well, that throws a wrench in my plans. Gosh, Darn it. Okay, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to have to stay water, and um, I will take Michael Pittman. Damn, was not really accept, expecting to be sniped at all this draft, but it's happened a couple times, but really no more than that that time just then. Dang, I really wanted LaVisca. I don't have LaVisca on any of my teams, and he's someone I'm super high on, but Credit to that person for for knowing that LaVisca was a good pick there. I did take Michael Pittman, whom I don't know if I've spoken about him. Oh, we yeah, we did when we talked about Wentz starting. I'm super high on Pittman, too. I've been rising on him. He is a huge receiver, um, athletic guy, and 
T.Y. is out. He's T.Y. is on IR, which means he's going to miss the first three weeks of the season at least. Michael Pittman is the de facto number one receiver on this team. And even though the Colts are a run-first team, and even though there are some concerns with Carson Wentz, you know, in the 10th round, I'm going to take upside, and Michael Pittman has all of the upside. Once again, a year two wide receiver breakout, not to overuse that term, but it's true. It's a real thing that we want to target, and Michael Pittman has the upside, I'm telling you. So, you know, he's a guy who could, in theory, take a huge step forward this year, and as my wide receiver five, right? Yeah, as my wide receiver five, I'm totally fine with it. And like I said, I took Corey Davis and Robbie Anderson, who are maybe more of floor guys. Now I definitely want to focus on upside. So I'm very happy with the Pittman pick here. Um, and we'll see what else I decide to do and, and who else falls back to me. Another guy that I am probably going to target is Michael Thomas, honestly. I don't have any shares of Michael Thomas, probably rightfully so. And this league has two IR spots. So, you know, in a deep league, there will definitely be free agents right away. So if I can get Michael Thomas in one of the later rounds, I'll probably do it, put him on my, put him on my IR right away, pick up whatever free agent is available um, that I like. And then if I need the depth later in the season, I'll drop him. You know, I'm not worried to do that. Uh, I'm not worried about doing that. But there's a chance that I don't need that depth. And, you know, I'm willing to take a shot on, on Michael Thomas. And if it doesn't pay off, that's fine too. Let's see, though, who falls back to me. Um, receivers left on the board right now. DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Mike Williams, Marvin Jones. I actually might take Marvin Jones. I, I don't have any shares of him, um, and he's someone else I'm high on. Let me check out. Uh, also, Jacoby Myers, Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel is still available in rank too lowly. Darnell Mooney is still available in rank too low. Michael Thomas, as I said, will be someone I target. Russell Gage, rank too low. Um, those are typically the... the I, I would also target, target Marquez Callaway late, but... For some reason, he got taken way too early. Just going to take a look at running backs who are left here. We have Jamal Williams, who would be a good pick. Kenyon Drake, Michael Devin Singletary. Michael Carter would be a decent pick, um, You know, hoping that he takes over that backfield in, in New York. David Johnson, I'm not going to take. Tony Pollard. Um, Naeem Hines, I didn't mention, but I mentioned before. This will, will be someone I target. Um I am three picks away, two picks away, actually. So let me run back through who got taken after I took Michael Pittman Jr. It was James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Jonu Smith, Michael Gallup, Jalen Hurts, Zach Moss. Jalen Hurts is a good pick in the 10th, I think. Actually, that was the 11th, I believe. Um, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and Pittsburgh D. So I'm two picks away. <clears throat> Just going to take a peek at quarterbacks here as well. Ryan Tannehill and Matt Stafford are both available. Um, I don't have any stacks with either of those guys. Not that that's a deal breaker by any means, but I also have Tannehill in the other league, and I really just want Ryan Fitzpatrick with the last overall pick because I just think that he's going to be so great, and I just it's just kind of a big fu to the rest of the fantasy community for not knowing that Fitzpatrick is going to be great, and I've planted my flag, and i got to support it. So I'm going to hold off on drafting a um a qb for now and also i mean if matt stafford is available late too i'll consider him um naeem hines to get taken which is a great pick so i'm just going to take a peek at running backs again we have jamal williams kenan drake michael carter i uh, maybe i'll take jamal williams or michael carter here um, lock up that running DJ Shark went. We always laugh when DJ Shark gets taken just because we think it's such a bad pick, but it might not be. Michael Pittman, Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson. So that's one, two, three, four, five receivers on my roster and four running backs. I think I'll take Jamal Williams here. I'm pretty high on him. I have Ken and Drake in a dynasty league. I mean, I could take Carter. It's Carter or Williams here because the receivers... Or maybe I take Marvin Jones. No, because I'll I'll probably take another one later. So 
I have two bench spots left. I'm going to take a running back and a receiver. Um, I think I'm going to take Jamal Williams here. I have more faith in him than Michael Carter, to be honest. And um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pull the trigger there. I think my running backs are very very strong. I have two Jay Williamses, which will be super confusing later in the season, but we'll deal with that. I just got to be careful before I press accept on any trade but trade requests. Um, just to run back through my team, what I have right now, I have CD Lamb, T Higgins um, as my starting receivers, Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson as my starting running backs, TJ Hawkinson as my starting tight end, David Montgomery and Robbie Anderson at the flex right now. On my bench, I have Jam- uh, I have Javante Williams. I literally just messed it up already. I have Javante Williams and Jamal Williams, and then Corey Davis and Michael Pittman Jr. So I have one bench spot left. I will probably take a receiver with that bench spot just because it's two flex. And like I said, you're more likely to be starting a flex than, or sorry, starting a receiver at flex than a running back. Um, the receiving options here are, are so good still. We have Will Fuller, Mike Williams, Marvin Jones, Junior, Kobe Myers, Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, you know, Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Darnell Mooney. I, th- I think I'll probably take, seeing the, the names left on the board here, what I'm going to do is try to take Michael Thomas with this next pick. Um... Yeah, so I have three. I have three picks left in this draft. I think what I'm going to do is take Michael Thomas, um, slot him into my IR as soon as the draft is over, because I'm I'm pretty sure at the very worst a guy like Russell Gage will be available on free agency, and Russell Gage is my wide receiver six is something I'm very 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 fine with. So, you know, I, I think I'm just kind of buying an extra roster spot there essentially. Um, so probably worth it. Um, I'll take a peek at defenses here too. We have, I mean, yeah, all the. I mean, maybe I'll take a. I'll take Forty ers D if they fall to me here. Um, I'm gonna also check while I have the opportunity. I'm gonna check who Baltimore plays Week One. Um, I think it was a decent matchup, but I just have to remember. Yeah, it was against the Raiders Week One. That's a decent matchup as well. Let me see if I can get there. Then they play the Chiefs week two, so you'd be dropping them after that. Although they do play the Lions in week three. So, you know, San Fran, Baltimore, Denver, all good defense options. I'm going to think about taking them. Matt Stafford did get taken, which completely... Oh, no, Tannehill is still available. But what I was going to say is that that completely locks in that I'll be taking Fitzpatrick later. But... I mean, if Tannehill is available at the very end of my draft, I'm not going to take a QB here. If Tannehill is still available at the very end of the draft, I think I will have to take Tannehill over Fitzpatrick, but I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> um, all right. Just want to take a look at the running backs left. I mean, Michael Carter is still available. Could be a good pick, but I don't know if I want to clog my bench with someone I'm waiting for in a 10-team league, especially if I'm still planning on taking Michael Thomas. I mean, man, the receivers left here are so good. The 10-team leagues, you know, the the depth is crazy. Mike Williams just got taken. Um, I'll, I'll run back through. I have four picks until my turn, so I'll run back through who got taken after I took Jamal Williams. It was Kenyon Drake, Tampa Bay defense, Matt Stafford, and Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean... So, so many guys I'm I'm willing to take here. Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, Jacoby Myers, Curtis Samuel, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney I have in a dynasty league. And I, you know, Darnell Mooney is someone I, at, when I fir- at the beginning of last season, I had a different, uh, I had a startup draft for a different dynasty league and that, a different one than, than what Chandler and I ran you through. And we had two taxi spots on that team as well. And I didn't draft any rookies, which was a big mistake for me. So I dropped a couple of people and I picked a couple of players up and I was deciding what rookies to pick up to put on my taxi squad. And I thought about Darno Mooney, but I didn't do it. 
Instead, I picked up J.J. Taylor and Jake Fromm. If you don't know those players, J.J. Taylor is like the sixth string running back on the Patriots right now, and Jake Fromm was last year the backup quarterback to Josh Allen in Buffalo and just got released. So neither of those taxi spots panned out. Um, And you know who did? (laughs) Darnell Mooney. Except someone picked him up before I was able to. So big fat L on that one, Miles. Good stuff. So yeah, I take just as many fantasy L's as you guys, I'm sure. Um, If not more, probably more, because I overthink everything. So that's my Darnell Mooney story. Um, I love him. I think he's going to have a great year, but in our uh, startup Dynasty League draft that we did this year, I knew that I had to have him on my team, and I made that happen. So he's not someone that I need to have in this league, but you know, if he's the last receiver available, then I'll take him. Two picks until my turn. Shoot. Um, after Mike Williams, which was the last pick I said, Baltimore D went, and then Michael Thomas went. So um, we can scratch that plan off the list. Then Jarvis Landry went. So, oh, man, I really like the receivers here. Um, it is my turn to draft. Do I take Michael Carter? I don't think I'm going to take Michael Carter. Um, yeah, there's a chance that Michael Carter doesn't pan out. Although, I mean, in the 12th round, it is pretty crazy value, but I definitely don't need him. Um, I mean, the defense is left. I just want to take a peek. Yeah, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take San Fran D. Um, I'm going to buy a win for the first couple weeks because San Fran has very easy matchups. My next pick, I'm going to let the league decide for me, you know, I'm going to see who's still available. I trust myself to find great value in the next round just as well. There are only 10 picks until my next turn, and there are probably more than 10 players I'm willing to take still. Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, um, Brian Edwards, Nelson Aguilar, Russell Gage, on the running backs, Michael Carter, Tony Pollard, J.D. McKissick, Gio Bernard. So, you know, the point is there's plenty of value still to be had. Took that defense, locked it up, um, and now I will. And also at QB, Tannehill literally just got taken, which is good for me because now I can definitely take my guy Ryan Fitzmagic. Um, yeah curious just to see wow the tight ends left it's crazy Noah Fant Goddard Mike Kosicki this was (laughs) I went this is the one draft where I went early tight end and it's probably the draft where it would have been smartest to not go early tight end given who's left I mean Noah Fant Dallas Goddard or Mike Kosicki in the 12th round 13th round 14th round 15th round or 14th round I guess would be crazy value I mean absurd value but whatever, that is how the draft unfolded, and like we said, you know, we don't know how the rest of the draft will go until we see it. So it's currently round 12, pick 9. We have two more rounds to go, 14 rounds total. Um, how far in are we? We're just approaching an hour for this podcast, so not too, 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 too bad. We have... Um, let me run back through who went after I took San Fran D. We had New England D, Jacoby Myers, Ryan Tannehill, which was such great value. Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown, uh, Noah Fant, which again is great value, and Dallas Goddard to the same team. So that's uh, some crazy tight end depth there. <laughs> and then Mike Kosicki. Um, finally, those tight ends got taken. I mean, that's such good value. But that you know it is what it is there are three picks until my turn Michael Carter is now off the board which I'm kind of happy about makes my life a little bit easier um just in terms of who I'm gonna take because now I know I'm definitely not gonna take a running back I'll go back to wide receiver the guy I really want here is Marvin Jones I have plenty of exposure to Will Fuller I have exposure to Curtis Samuel I have exposure to Darnell Mooney and those are really the four guys that I'm thinking about so I'm gonna Assuming he falls to me, which is not a guarantee, I am going to lock in Marvin Jones. 
Um, Buffalo defense just got taken. So I'm going to hope Marvin Jones comes back to me. Just, just need this person to not take Marvin Jones. Please don't. Please don't hurt me with this pick. Please don't do it. Please take defense or something. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's also frustrating that I have Curtis Samuel in another league where I don't have um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But and also Curtis Samuel might be out for week one. I think he's going to be. So um David Johnson went off the board, so I am going to draft Marvin Jones. That finishes up my bench, um, which is awesome. And now I'm just gonna wait for Ryan Fitzpatrick to come back to me. And I'm actually really, really, really excited about how this draft unfolded. I mean, I'm gonna have Ryan Fitz- uh, I mean, maybe I shouldn't jinx it. Six picks until my turn. But assuming I have Ryan Fitzpatrick, I have the quarterback whose praises I've been singing all offseason, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I have CeeDee Lamb, who I've been talking about all offseason. I have T. Higgins, who I um, I have a board bet with Andrew that T. Higgins will finish above Jamar Chase to end the season, which I think is fully accurate. Um, obviously, Andrew doesn't, but we'll see. I, I have a lot of confidence in T. Higgins. I have Aaron Jones, which is probably the best value in the first round in drafts right now. I have Antonio Gibson, whom I love. I loved him as a rookie. Love him this year as well. TJ Hawkinson, whom, you know, that's my number one guy probably. David Montgomery at the flex. So I have two leagues with David Montgomery. I have Robbie Anderson at my other flex right now, who I feel very comfortable with. Um, San Fran D, which is a team that I've been taking as my defense whenever I do Whenever I do mock with defenses as part of the league, I try to get San Fran against Detroit Week One. Um, then we have, then we have Jamal. I did it again. We have Javante Williams at running back, which is great because I can let him sit and, and age well on my bench. Corey Davis, safe receiver. Michael Pittman Jr., upside receiver, maybe a little less safe though. Jamal Williams kind of acts as a handcuff, but should have standalone value. You know, I I meant to bring this up in one of our episodes, but I forgot. Um, I saw something on Twitter that said that we need a name for those types of players, the Jamal Williams and the A.J. Dillons of the world, who have standalone value, but also have crazy upside if their starter goes down because they have that, you know, that's the handcuff value. And uh, Mike Wright from the Fantasy Footballers um, tweeted that we should call them Flex with Benefits. And I, I love that. So Jamal Williams is my Flex with Benefits. I like to have at least one of those on my team. And then Marvin Jones rounding out my bench, whom I think is going to be the Jaguars wide receiver one and is a perennially undervalued receiver. So super, super, super happy with that team. Just need to make sure I get my guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There's not really anything I can do right now, though. Just got to wait. After I took, who'd I take? After I took Marvin Jones Jr., Denver defense went off the board, which is a great pick. And then Le'Veon Bell, Tony Pollard, Kirk Cousins. And now there are four picks until my turn. And I end up being really happy with the 49ers pick. I was a little concerned that maybe I was missing out on some value because I took them around early, but um, I was deciding between Michael Carter and Marvin Jones anyway. So maybe I sacrificed the, you know, the opportunity cost, I guess, was Michael Carter, who I probably wouldn't have taken because I already feel good about my five running backs. So I got the guy in the next round who I would have gotten anyway and got a defense that I would not have gotten. So feeling really good about that decision. Um, and I think I'm, you know, I'm hoping that the 49ers D is, is probably going to be the number one defense to start week one. We talked about it week one. Think about the matchups for defense. Don't draft your defense for the full season, draft your defense for week one. And that's it. Cause you're going to end up flexing every defense by week three. Anyway. Um, sorry, not flexing. You're going to end up streaming your defenses by week three anyway. So, um, that's that's kind of my two cents on that. After, what was the last name I said? After I think Kirk Cousins was the last name I said. Nelson Aguilar and Jack Baby Hands Doyle. Um, then Hunter Henry went. One pick until my turn. I have Ryan Fitzpatrick queued up. Just need this person not to take Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they took Gerald Everett, which is a great late round tight, uh, tight end, by the way. But Ryan Fitzpatrick does round out my team, which means I have my guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick, my guy, TJ Hawkinson, 
Um, I'll do the full. I'll do the full lineup. So starting QB Ryan Fitzpatrick. I have Ceedee Lamb and T Higgins as my starting receivers. I have Aaron Jones and Antonio Gibson as my starting running backs. T.J. Hawkinson at tight end. David Montgomery and Robbie Anderson as my starting flex options right now with San Francisco defense. And then on my bench, I have Javante Williams, Jamal Williams, Corey Davis, Michael Pittman Jr., and Marvin Jones Jr. That'll do it. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please send me questions for the season. Check us out on Tuesday. Goodbye. While you're dying inside, dying inside